I don't think it's a truck at all. I think we just found a transformer. This is Optimus Primer Button, leader of the auto part junkies. And I'm calling on all auto parts junkies to listen to Nostalgic Radio and Cars every Tuesday at 7 p.m. here on Tan Talk. This is Optimus Primer Button. If you don't tune in, it will be the end of the world. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Belladora's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Well, you know I, you know I knew that the minute I laid eyes on you. Huh? Yes, sir. I never seen a car yet that wasn't being driven by somebody. <laughs> Look, you want to ad lib with me, Hayseed? Honey, why don't you stop arguing? After all, you did go through a stop sign. But there was no road there. Whoever heard of a stop sign where there's no road? <laughs> Now, the town council did vote to put a road in there. About, oh, I believe it, about six years ago, I believe it was. Only trouble is, so far, we just raised enough money for the stop sign. It's just a tourist trap, that's all. Yeah, it's a tourist trap. Soak the poor city slicker. Wait till I get in front of the justice of peace, I'll give him a piece of my mind. I'll tell him what kind of an officer he's got working for him, a Jesse James with a badge. Well, I reckon you can tell the justice of the peace if you want to. Well, I reckon I won't do. <laughs> well, he's a fair-minded kind of a fellow, and if he figures that I did wrong, why, he'll probably tell me off pretty good. It'll be music to my ears, too. Look, uh, where's the justice of the peace? Let's get it over. I got a few things I'd like to say to him. Well, now, now, Mr. Williams, you better simmer down there a little bit. You, you better not be flapping your lip at the justice of the peace the way you've been doing it to me. Because you'll have to hurt dignity as office, you know. And when the dignity of the justice of the peace's office gets hurt, why, the size of the fine is where the swelling shows up. Absolutely right, Dad. Well, thank you, ma'am. Oh, honey, why don't you pay the fine and let's get on our way? Not way. before I have said what I've come to say to the justice of the peace. Now, where is he? Let's get going here. Well, now, just easy. Don't get excited. He'll be along in just a tiny old second. complaint. <laughs> this whole thing is a farce. If the sheriff who arrested me and a judge who tries me are the same man, how am I going to get a fair trial? Why, the fairest trial in the world. After all, now, just tell the truth. Who is in a better position than me to tell whether that fine, tall, honest, good-looking young sheriff of ours really does tell the truth? <laughs> What are you laughing at? I don't know, honey. It just strikes me funny. Well, it doesn't strike me funny. 
Look, if we get this small-town chit-chat over with, I gotta get back to New York. You know, I'm an entertainer, and I'm on a famous interview program, Ted Parker's Face to Face. Is that right? That's television, but I'm sure you haven't heard about television on these parts. Now, what's the fine? Let's get going here. Oh, uh, ordinary case of this kind, five dollars. Five dollars, fine. That'll be fine. Ooh-wee, that's quite a roll you got there. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. I know it is. You, you, you always carry that, that much that money? That has nothing to do with it. Did you say five dollars? They got a five dollar bill yeah, right there. Here you are. Now, sometimes, sometimes even ten. Yeah, <laughs> be my guest. Ten, big deal. And here's another five. Go buy yourself a comb and rake the hayseed out of your hair. You know what's true? I, I got me a feeling this is kind of a special case. What? Yes, sir. What's that? So that'll just be a hundred dollars or ten days in jail. What? <laughs> that's about the size of it. It's highway robbery, that's what it is. You just said yourself the average case is five, maybe ten. Well, I don't believe this is an average case. No, 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 because no, I'm not carrying an average bankroll. Well, you're not going to get away with it, buddy. You're just not going to get away with it. No, I am going to expose you. Expose me? Yes, sir. When I get back to New York, I'll expose you to the press, to the newspapers. That's right. Huh. I'd call a paper right here if you had one in this little Hickville. You know that we have? What? We got a outstanding paper here. <laughs> Mayberry Gazette. Mayberry Gazette. That's right. I demand to make a phone call. I have a right to make a phone call. Even a murderer has a right to one phone call. Well, help yourself. I do, thank you. Yes, sir. Won't sit down. Thanks a lot. Danny. Never mind, honey. There's a principal involved here. I'll tell him what a crooked politician you are. I'll break you. That's what I'll do. Hello, operator. Name's Sarah. Uh, hello, Sarah. <laughs> Would you please get me the Mayberry Gazette, please? The Mayberry Gazette. I'll show them. There never was a crooked politician that could fight the press. Lover, will you please leave me alone? Hey, Mike, is that editor speaking? Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hey, I'm Christy Lee from All Girls Garage and Barrett Jackson on Velocity, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Run your computers in Google Tad Talk 1340.com. And you can see us live here in the studio in downtown Clearwater. Happy Turkey Day to everybody. Oh, yeah. I'm your show host, Robert. Hey. <laughs> Is that what I sound like, Bobby? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. That's what your mom says anyway. But anyway, yeah. Run your computers in Google Tad Talk 1340.com. You can see us live here in the studio. Don't forget to check out our website, golfstreammotorsports.com. And if you missed any of our past shows, go to our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and Gulfstream Motorsports. As well as, what do we do, Bobby? Subscribe to the YouTube, YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. And follow us on our new LinkedIn company profile. Oh, yeah. How about that? And, you know what? Since we're kind of uh, running a few minutes late here, and it is almost Turkey Day, let's go to the Speed Culture App Minute. What's going on this weekend? Well, this weekend we got... The big deal is the turkey rod run. Gobble, 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 gobble. Right, Bobby? Exactly. Throwing some more gobbles there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, turkey rod runs this weekend. Let's see what else we got going on this weekend. We've got uh, at the Orlando International Convention Center. No, at the Orlando, is it an international? No, at the Orlando Convention Center is the Orlando International Car Show. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. And our good friends uh, uh, Joe Sabatini and Festival of Speed will be there on hand to uh, feature a whole bunch of really cool cars that are going to be at the upcoming Festivals of Speed event at the Ritz-Carlton. What? That's the week after, right, Bobby? That's true. Okay, so you can find out all this information naturally on the Speed Culture app. If you go to the website, which is speedcultureapp.com, and don't forget, if you have an Android or an Apple phone, go ahead, Bobby. Android or iPhone, it doesn't matter anymore. We're on both. So download Speed Culture app. Well, actually, Speed Culture. The Speed Culture app. How about yeah. that? We'll get it straight one of these days. Let's see what else is going on this weekend. Of course, you got the usual stuff. you got, uh, I'm not sure if they're going to do a car show at uh, Quaker State and Lube this weekend or not. But also, we have uh, Friday night is the Biff Burger. Saturday over in Orlando is the uh, 
Old Town Car Show, and I think also this weekend is the a big set of. I'll get it straight. I think there's some drag racing going on down at the Palm Beach International Raceway. So, uh, and then at the DeSoto Speedway, I think there's something on here I saw about some sort of a monster truck thing at the DeSoto Speedway. So be sure and check out the Speed Culture app. You can find out all the coolest car events that are taking place. Right, Bobby? Yes. Okay. So uh, did I mention I was your show host, Robert? I did that before, didn't I? I'll be okay. Care for some gopher? Care <laughs> for some gopher? Uh, what did you think of that little uh, clip from Andy Griffith? That was kind of cool. I hadn't seen that. I, saw, I remember seeing that way back when in the day when I was a little kid. With uh, Danny Thomas, that was pretty good. But uh, anyway, hey, we got a great show for you tonight. We got some pretty cool stuff going on. After all, it is uh, Thanksgiving this weekend. But we got a cool guest coming on, who is again a guy that's been on TV. He's from Southern Cal. He built some really cool American hot rods, and uh, so we're looking forward to have him on. We're going to play some cool music for you tonight. I think Bobby's got some really groovy, far out, wicked stuff music planned for you. Kind of some, uh, I think, some early surf music. Maybe some stuff from Link Ray or uh, Dick Dale. Right, Bobby, what do you got queued up for us? Yep, he's on the phone. So, anyway, so uh, let's see. What did we do this past weekend? Well, this past weekend we had uh, the DuPont Cars and Registry. DuPont DuPont Registry. Car- you know what? Somehow I think I need to slow down just for a second to get this straight, this moment, because I'm kind of tripping over my words, which I do from time to time. But you know what? It's live radio, so anything goes. But, uh, yeah, this past weekend on Saturday they had the uh, DuPont Registry Cars and Coffee. It's a pretty good crowd out there. And you know what? The weather's getting great, so a lot of cars are showing up. And then following that, they have what they call the Dimmit Car Show After Party. So if you go down to Dimmit uh, Cadillac down there off of uh, Gandhi, uh, the show continues. And what's really cool is they've got uh, – it's a regular dealership. Obviously, they sell Cadillacs then, but what most people don't know is they actually sell Lamborghinis. They sell McLarens. They've got a McLaren uh, franchise down there. They've got uh, – what else do they have down there? Aston Martins were down there, Rolls yep, Royces. and Cadillac, all kinds of Aston Martin, McLaren – and uh, a whole assortment of uh, exotic Italian cars is what I saw there. And some Aston Martins again. Right. Some British cars, too. So yeah, And Jaguars. Things. Yeah, those things. Right. And, of course, you know, all the people from, from Cars and Coffee from the DuPont event come down there. So that's kind of cool. And uh, But the Cars and Coffee at DuPont is pretty cool because you have a pretty eclectic mix of cars. You've got uh, Street Rods. My buddy Don shows up with his 57 Corvette. Gail shows up with his 32 Ford, which he's had probably since the 50s, which is truly old-school hot rod. Uh, my buddy uh, Bob da- was down there with his uh, mid-80s Corvette C4 that he races over at uh, Sunshine religiously. It runs in the low sevens, high uh, sixes. And he's struggling to get that thing down there, but that's pretty quick, really. That's uh, you know, that's a, almost an 11-second car, you know, high, low 12s, 11s, something like that, which is not bad. I mean, it's not that radical. Uh, see what else we have down there. Obviously, you have your usual array of horses that show up there, and your Ferraris, and your Lamborghinis, and your Maseratis, and then, of course, Reeves shows up with a bunch of their cars, and Dimmitt shows up with a bunch of those cars and all the local dealerships. Loki shows up there. So, you know, it's pretty eclectic mix, and it's kind of, like, really cool because everybody just kind of hangs around and drinks a cup of coffee, eats a bagel or a donut or two, and uh, we jaw jack. And, then, of course, when the uh, car show's over, it actually starts. It's The official time is from 7 to 9 p.m., but what happens I is... I say that big talks where's doodly squat. <laughs> but what happens is a lot of guys show up there at 6 o'clock uh, just to get a good spot. Like my buddy Don and Gail, they're there like, uh, boom. The first guys when you when you roll in, and uh, so then about eight o'clock people start blowing up, and then they either go down to the Dimmit deal or they run down to Quaker Steak and Lube, not Quaker Steak and Lube. They go down to what's that other place called? Oh, Cracker Barrel. <laughs> yeah, Cracker Barrel. I'll be okay. Uh, I got a migraine today, so I got I got an, I got a legitimate excuse. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, let's see. What do you got queued up there well, for? Well, this week. This week. Um, since it's wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, I just tried calling our good friends at the Smoke and Rib Shack, which we enjoyed a few hours before we oh, got yeah. here to the studio. It's Rib Shack Tuesday. It is Rib Shack Tuesday. But unfortunately, the Rib Shack is so busy right now. That's all I was getting on the uh, on the phone line was their little busy line because you know that all that good all that good food has to has to uh, go somewhere. So oh yeah, people are ordering people are your... ordering like crazy. Yeah. Now what do they got for specials this week? So I'll just tell them the uh, special is the uh, the smoked turkey for your Thanksgiving dinner, and basically what you do is you buy your own your butterball your Publix turkey whatever you whatever you prefer. <laughs> Drop it off all day Tuesday November twenty fourth. Which is today. <laughs> so go ahead and drop it off in the next in the next uh, 40 minutes, and you can listen to the show while you're driving there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. And then uh, it must, must be thawed. 
And then you have a $25, pay them $25, and they will smoke it all night long, all tomorrow, and you will pick it up tomorrow, Wednesday, November 25th, before, between 4 and 6 p.m., and you will have a nice smoked turkey. What if they bring some turkeys down there tomorrow? They can still get drop them off in the morning then? Uh, it says all day today, um, but you can call 727-501-9090 and find out. That's right. What's that number again, Bobby? 727-501-9090. That's the Smoking Rib Shack on West Bay Drive East in Largo. Yes. West Bay Drive. Yes. That's West Bay, Bay, yeah. That is true. <laughs> okay. It's west of Missouri, east of uh, Clear Largo Road, Downtown right? Largo in the old northwest. Area. Yeah. Hey, how about a big shout-out to our friends at Bellador's Pizza, too, because there's uh, it's Pizza Sunday, which was just the other day. So if you want some great pizza, give our friend Timmy and those guys down there in Pizza Babe a call. And their number is, what, 581-5000, right? That is true. 581-5000 for Bellador's Pizza. Now, what do you got queued up? I know you were playing around with some music because our guest tonight kind of requested some pretty cool stuff. And as you know, if you listen to our show every week, we generally tailor the show to the upcoming guest. And uh, since this guy's uh, from Southern Cali, Bill's Hot Rods, he kind of likes uh, some early Link Ray and Dick Dale and uh, some Rockabilly. So I think we got some Link Ray, right? You picked us out tonight, right, Bobby? Yep. Rawhide coming your way here on Nostalgic Radio. Rawhide. All right. Hey, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't touch the dial. We'll be right back. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Car sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. All right, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And, uh, yeah, we played some cool Link Ray there for a second. Bobby, you got some other stuff pretty well set up for us here in a little bit, right? Some other Link Ray, or you got who you got, Dick Dale? We got Dick Dale, yep. Dick Dale, all right, good. Why don't you go ahead and call our guest, and I'll kind of blab a little bit here about uh, about a bunch of nothing. Actually, next weekend is Festivals of Speed, 
and uh, yours truly is uh, and the MC and uh, one of the judges and our good friend Jeff Davis will be there with us. Uh, Mike Flynn from Hollywood Wheels and Hook and everybody will be over there and uh, maybe Kelly Flo. I'm not sure who else is going to show up there, but we're going to bring some pretty cool cars. But we're not going to tell you what it is. I will tell you next week, but we're going to keep it a surprise this week. But um, hey, one more thing I was going to mention to you guys too, since we played a little uh, surf music, you know, kind of. Um, I'm I'm kind of into musical instruments a little bit. I'm in old vintage guitars and stuff. Uh, I still have one of the guitars I had back in the day. I'm not the greatest guitar player because I never really was that good anyway, but I still practice with it a little bit. And it's like anything, you know, like you want to get good at something, it's practicing. Guitar playing, piano is not really, really that difficult. It's just, uh, it's discipline. You know, you just have to practice, 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 practice. Um, but anyway, so uh, the other day I was um, dug out one of my old guitars, my old Fender Mustang, and I was playing around with it. So... Uh, I kind of like that old thing, and I'm thinking about getting the thing back together here. But what's really cool is kind of like old school, and it's uh, it's definitely, I don't want to say it's relict because it, um, we made it relict or I made it relict. It's relict because it's just old. It's kind of cool. But I have an old Lyle also, and then I have a Kramer, but that's not that old. That's probably 70s. But the other ones are like in, out of the 60s and stuff, which is kind of cool. So anybody out there, if you got some vintage guitars, hey, give us a call. Actually, go visit my website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com, and you can contact us through there. So if you got some old vintage guitars, I'm looking for some old Strats. I'm looking for some old Fender Mustangs. Um, since we played a lot of Doors music, I'm a big Doors fan, so obviously I'd like to get an old SG. And then, of course, you know, if you guys are looking for some stuff too, let me know, because I know a lot of guys that are into guitars, and since we played a lot of music, we're into cars and guitars. In fact, one of these days, I think I'm going to have my good friend, uh, gosh, I hate it when my mind goes blank, uh, Craig, out of uh, South Florida. Greg Brody, he's got, I uh, can't even remember the name of his store. But anyway, he's in the guitars. He's also in the cars. He's got a restoration shop down there. He's in there, some really cool exotics. He's always got, you know, an old Ferrari, Jaguar, you know, a Pantera. He's got a couple of Panteras right now. Every once in a while, he's got some Shelbys and stuff. And uh, But he's got a restoration shop down there. But his primary business is he's in the vintage guitars. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have him come on one time. We're going to talk about old school guitars. And we're going to talk about cool cars and musics and uh and that kind of stuff. So, anyway, it sounds like we got our guest on the phone. So, what we're going to do, we're going to go play a song here, real quick, and then we're going to play a little clip, and then we're going to introduce our special guest for the evening. So, don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. What do we got queued up there, bub? We got Dick Dale, The Wedge. The Wedge. All right. Hey, enjoy the music. We'll be right back. Mercedes these days. Modern cars. They all look like electric shavers. Hey, this is Chip Foose, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Rock on. Hey, we're back. You tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Thanks, Chip. Yes, the new cars do look like electric razors, don't they, Bobby? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. And speaking of electric razors, this guy's not a big fan of electric razors either. But I'm delighted to welcome this cool California cat to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'm delighted to welcome Troy Ladd of Hollywood Hot Rods. Hey, Troy, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. How's the weather out there in SoCal? Uh, well, 
it's pretty it's pretty freezing cold for us. I think it was 74, 75 today, and we didn't like it. <laughs> oh, man. So you didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> we didn't like it at all. Um, but, no, that's not fair. Uh, um, and totally, it's and to- colder here, but. And totally dry, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no rain. It was actually, well, we're in, we're in Burbank. We're in the middle of a huge drought right now anyway, so we haven't seen rain. I, I swear, I don't think we've seen rain in two years. Two years. It feels that way anyway. Wow. Even with yeah. El Nino buzzing past you there every once in a while? Uh, it hasn't got here yet. It hasn't got that, there. That's all, that's, all the, that's all the talk right now. Oh, here comes El Nino. Uh, prepare. But we haven't seen any rain yet, and we're, we're hoping it comes because, again, like I said, we're in a drought, and we're not even allowed to water our lawns or anything anymore. It's frustrating. But, how, about, how about washing your cars at least? No, that's illegal. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's illegal. Um, you're, uh, at least with a running hose, I think you may be allowed to do it with a bucket. I don't know, but whatever. All right, so let me ask uh, you this. Uh, we bumped into each other at SEMA. And of course, you know at SEMA they sell an awful lot of cleaning products. So if you can't wash your car, what do you recommend? What's your, what's your uh, deal out there? What do you do? Well, actually, we don't really wash our cars with water anyway. Oh really? Um, I mean, no. We 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 always use uh, detail spray, fine, you know, microfiber rags, detail spray, maybe a bucket and water, but usually we don't use water at all, especially with uh, roadsters and things with no roof. Water just doesn't work. That's true. Uh, so um, yeah, but detail spray, and they have waterless sprays, and that that's what we use. If you, as long as your car doesn't get too dirty, I guess if you're going in mud and snow and stuff like that, that would be problematic. You can't. Just wipe that off with spray. <laughs> but uh, anyway, well, now let me ask. Let me ask you that now. So some of those products that you that that people use, they don't. Uh, I mean, you just spray it on and wipe it off with a microfiber towel, so it's like you don't have to worry about scratches or anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they're made for. There, there's there's products. I think one's called Showtime, and there's a few different brands that use them. And they're people especially use them before car shows and things because you just spray it and then wipe it with a microfiber, and it's supposedly not going to scratch as long as there's not a whole ton of uh, you know crime on your car yeah gotcha yeah. so well um hmm? troy give us your background tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got started in the car biz uh it's just a sickness really <laughs> okay i can relate i can relate uh, um it's it's just one of those things I, I i don't think i really chose to be in this uh as an industry it just was a. Uh, a, a, a hobby, and, and you know, you guys know that once you get that car thing stuck in your in your head or in your blood, it doesn't go away. And it was just it was just my hobby for many years since uh, since I was 16 um, when I got my first car. It just kind of evolved from there. And uh, as I got older, I just decided that hey, hey, what if I try to quit quit my day job and do this for a living? And it turned out it worked out. So. <laughs> I mean that's the that's the short story, but that's that's kind of how it worked, uh, and it was just based on the passion. Everything is based on on passion and love for what for what we do, and I don't really care. I mean, I got to live, but I don't, I don't care about money and things like that. That has nothing to do with it. I I just want to be able to create and design and make those creations come to life, and it's just it's just really exciting. I mean, if there is a way I could just build cars for free, I'd do it because I, I, that's what the drive is, is just to be able to have this creative outlet and, and be able to do it and have people appreciate it. So what, what, was your, what was your day job? Um, well, I went through, uh, in my family, I, was, I, I actually grew up uh, fairly poor, but, but then I had uh, my grandfather because uh, in broken home, you know, just my mom. Uh, she waitress, you know, graveyard shift waitress, and she just took care of myself and my brother. So I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. My grandfather was your your typical, you know, fifties conservative um, engineer. Worked for Hughes Aircraft. He developed uh, the tow to sonar system for the Navy, and he always taught me that you can do anything that you wanted to do in life. You just do it. And he also taught me that life was about. Uh, Getting, you know, having an education and then getting a job, taking care of your family and always taking care of family first and things like that. So that was the route that I traveled. Um, even though I didn't have any money and things like that, I still found ways to send myself through school and get an education. I have a degree in, in business. Um, and after that, I worked for a development company and, and and construction companies, and I was a project manager, and I did various construction projects 
and my job was to manage manpower, materials, and money. And turns out it takes those same things to build a car <laughs> and run a business. So um, I did that, you know, for, for I don't know, 10 years or so, I guess, um, and just realized that it wasn't very fun working for somebody else. And every spare waking moment and every dollar went to building cars uh, in my little shop. Never for people. It was always just for myself or family or friends, things like that. And, uh, you know, a, a, a time came where my girlfriend actually said, hey, why don't you just do that for a living if you love it so much? Like, oh, no, that, that would ruin my passion. That's my outlet. And then I realized that, no, it really sucks working for someone else. So, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that started to outweigh the fear, you know. And, and plus, the way I was brought up, I, 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 don't have a very, I didn't have a very entrepreneurial, um, you know, personality. I don't take risks. I always want to be in control. So that was a little bit of a new thing. Like, whoa, just quit everything that I know and the, the you know, the, the, a steady paycheck and try this crazy new thing, which who knows how it'll turn out. So that was a pretty big jump for me. Um, and it turned out it was a big jump because, I mean, uh, if anyone's started a business uh, from nothing, you realize that it's way more than you think it is. And I spent, oh, the good first year or so, I'd sleep at the shop and, you know, eat 99-cent cheeseburgers to survive and just whatever it took to survive. It was literally just survival mode for a while. And then as we started to build cool stuff and we got more um, publicity and media and things like that, then you start to develop a little bit of a reputation and a following. And then it just kind of built from there. And um, media has been very kind uh, to me. Um, you know, we've, I've done 30, probably 30 TV shows at this point. Never a series on me. It's always been documentary or or guest appearances, or a one-episode deal, things like that, um, which has kept it pretty legit, actually, because we don't normally want drama. And um, and then uh, magazines. I mean, I think I have 200 and some odd magazine features to date with cars that we've built, um, or more now. So uh, it's pretty it, it's pretty neat how that it all evolved. Um, and uh, again, I, 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 sometimes I start to use the word "I'm very lucky." I now use the word "I've been fortunate," just because it's not luck; it's a lot of hard work, you know, <laughs> and some luck. And I also believe if you take care of people and do the right thing, it comes back to you, and that's what's happened. So, Troy, very well said. Uh, nice words of wisdom, and I and I'm glad you went through that little story because. Uh, it's 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 very um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's 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 a it's kind of like um, a, a common scenario, you know. A lot of us that started out with with nothing, you know, and just worked at it. And like you said, it's not about the money; it's it's about the passion. And if you really put your mind and you focused at it, and you do the right thing and treat people right, um, good things will come. So, uh, uh, congratulations to you. You've done very well. You're very successful, and uh, uh, the best of luck to you in the future, obviously too. But uh, Tell us about your first car. What was your first car? Uh, my first car was a 66 Mustang. A Mustang. Great. Yeah. Coupe or yeah, Fastback? I, I, uh, it was Coupe. Coupe, okay. Coupe, yeah. I, and I didn't even know what it was um, because <laughs> at the time because uh, my dad gave it to me, and his dad owned it. And, again, I didn't even know my dad very well because he left when I was four. But I got this car when I was 16, and all, all I knew is it was, was a way to get to school which was helpful. So um, basically, I drove it and didn't know any. That I didn't even know it was cool at the time. And uh, when it had problems, which it did, my grandfather again said, "Well, what are you going to do?" I'm like, well, "I don't know. What do I do?" He said, "You fix it, or <laughs> else you don't drive." Very simple. Like, oh, okay. And so he would help me, and together um, he kind of taught me that um, use your head. Um, research what you're doing don't be afraid and just go just get it you know get it done and so that that's was my first introduction to cars was keeping that car running then as i drove to, drove it to high school and things like that i realized it was kind of cool and it was faster than everyone else's cars so then i slowly started to get into um fixing it up and um performance modifications and things like that and uh, i think right out of high school i was doing um 
uh, a, a fair amount of um, organized street racing um, in, here in SoCal. And it's not the kind that people are doing now in the middle of the street on a, you know, uh, on a work day. These were always organized events out in the middle of nowhere, but still not legal, right? And that became uh, a, a passion for me for for quite some time, where I'd spend all my time, all my money, trying to get my car ready for Sunday night street races. So that that I did that for a while, and then in that process of going to, you know, with my buddies to burger joints or cruising, we we cruise Balboa, like in Newport. There's a lot of different cruise spots in Anaheim and different places around Southern California. Uh, I started to be, to be come exposed to other types of cars. You go to a car show or one of those burger, you know, burger joint drive-in car show, show night type of thing, and I'd see uh, these hot rods. And I didn't really know what they were at the time, but I really just liked the way they looked, and I decided, well, I'm going to build one of those. So uh, my second car, and this is, I think I bought it when I was eight, 18, uh, was a 36 Ford five-window coupe. And uh, now that's a pretty sought-after car. <clears throat> Then, not so much. I mean, people people didn't care that much about it. I, I bought that one for $1,900. And um, I would just learn how to build it via um, magazines and books. I'd go to the library. If I needed to weld something, I'd go to the library, get a book, learn how to do it, and then go rent a welder. You know, stuff like that. That's just kind of how, again, that's how I was brought up. You don't ever need to rely on anybody but yourself so if i needed something i learned how to do it and that car ended up being um i think a pretty nice car i'd like to see it now (laughs) to be honest um but you know we me and my buddy um one of my best friends from high school was jeff santini and his father pete santini um is a pretty famous car painter and um, I went to school with, you know, his son and daughter. So I remember Jeff had worked in his dad's shop um, every summer, uh, you know, painting cars. So he and I painted my car in my garage in Costa Mesa. I was living in Costa Mesa at the time, um, just in the garage with plastic on the walls and <laughs> rented air compressor. So I still look at pictures. The car looks pretty good in pictures, but I don't know now. <laughs> um, but I think it's probably a big turning point for me is I took that car, it was painted bright yellow, and I went to the um, the um, Great Labor Day cruise at the Orange County Fairgrounds. And um, it was parked, and I remember it was kind of fun that a lot of guys were asking me about the car, and they would ask, where's your dad, so I can ask about the car. I said, no, no, it's my car. He's like, yeah, well, sure it is. Where's your dad? I'm like, no, no, I, I built it myself. My dad's actually... I don't, you know, he's not around. <laughs> and um, and at that same show, uh, Street Rotter Magazine took pictures of it, and they put it in their magazine. And that was, like, life-changing, because I had a car in Street Rotter Magazine. Wow. And, you know, that was, and I was 19 years old, and I thought that was, like, like the coolest thing that had ever happened. So I think little things like that kind of solidified the, the passion in, in, in what I was, you know, what I was getting myself into. So, and it's never, never looked back from there just always i always had car projects there was a short period of time maybe two years of my life when i didn't and that was when i was going to to school and just couldn't afford a project didn't have a place but even shortly after that i started to do stuff on the side again it's just always been there what uh give us a give us a decade here when this uh, all took place for you when you were a teenager uh, could do that because then you figure out how old I am. Well, that's okay. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> um, this this would have been late '80s. Okay, see, the '80s is kind of cool because, really, like you said, you know, a lot of people weren't really into fat fender cars or uh, you know '30s cars, '40s cars. That's kind of like uh, subsided back uh, right about that time because everybody's in the muscle cars and European exotics. Was so that when the market kind of went crazy? But still, in SoCal, you know, there was still a small group of people that were really into it. So you guys basically can say, hey. We're the guys that revived the hot rod scene, so you know, <laughs> sure. so that's good. Well, and the funny thing too is I remember some other uh, some other things that happened to me during that time when I was building that thirty six because I drove it in primer for a while, and I remember that that was a a big deal, uh, a big thing that wasn't cool. It was not cool then because I remember going to a car show, and when I came in and I and it was it was a, I mean a, a nice 
primer job. It wasn't all blotchy and, w- and bad. It was a nice, even, good-looking, you know, the body work was done on my 36. Um, and the, the uh, I remember the old men with their, with their, at the time, fuchsia and pink cars and purple with flames. Uh, they wouldn't let me park. I remember that, and that really struck me as I was very upset about that because they didn't want me to park next to their cars because my car was in primer. And as you know, I mean, now... That's the end thing. Like, yeah, primer's like a, a standard uh, car finish. Yeah. So um, so I, I look back at that, and there's, and there's some other little pieces of the puzzle like that I think that helped make me, propel me further into learning how to do things myself and learning the industry because there was a few times... Again, when I was, uh, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19, those ages, where, again, I was doing all of the work, all of, everything on the course myself. I didn't have anyone to, to, to help me or, or, or lean on. And uh, I remember being kind of, uh, guys being rude to me when I'd go to hot rod shops and things to buy parts or ask questions. And they would, the older guys were rude, would blow me off and stuff like that. And I remember thinking, well, I'm going to just do this myself and they can... Whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's what I did. Super. Now, let's go fast forward here. Now, you've, you've had a lot of success here recently. Tell us about some of the cars that you've done that people might recognize that have been either on TV, SEMA, or in uh, featured magazines. Uh, let's see. Um, and do you consider I, yourself more of a stylist, designer? Or, I mean, what's your, what's your uh, forte, so to speak? Uh, well, here we do everything in-house except for stitch upholstery and spray paint. Um, so we do all of our own chassis, all of our own machine work, all of our own design, engineering. Um, uh, we make our own suspension components, depending on how creative the car is. And our big one is coach building and sheet metal. Um, we, we're doing a car here now that we're literally shaping an entire car from sheet metal, from drawings. We created a car uh, from drawings, and then we're, we're, we're building it. And that includes the chassis suspension. We made up all that stuff as a unique pieces as well. So, um, to, yeah, get a, and, and to, to get a sense of a picture, what does the car kind of look like? What does it kind of resemble? What era? Packard. Oh, yeah, really? 30, 36, 36 Packard-ish. Uh, we, we call it a Packard because we got to call it something, but it's totally redesigned, and um, it's very Art Deco, swoopy, sexy. Uh, if somebody wanted to see it, all you have to do is Google Mulholland Speedster, and there's a crap load of uh, pictures that'll come up. Okay. Because um, we, we did show it in January in polished 18-gauge steel, just to show, well, just to show off, I guess. <laughs> no, but it, not to show off, but to really show what, uh, what kind of metal work um, we were capable of. And I've seen a lot of aluminum cars. I've seen even polished aluminum cars, but I had never seen anybody really show an all-steel polished car. Um, so that's what we did. And, um, yeah, if you Google Mulholland Speedster, those images will come up. And it's a pretty sexy car. I mean, it really is. So, so that one's, that one's going to be huge. Um, I'm rewinding, I think probably the car that that's really was a, a nice turning, well, even further back, we did the, the rides. TV show, mm-hmm. um, and that was, gosh, I hate to say it, like 11 years ago now, um, and we did two 32 Roadsters, they called them Big Sister and Little Sister, and those were neat little 32s, um, <clears throat> fairly simple cars, though, not not really extravagant, plus we were only open for a year, so, I mean, we haven't really, we, we've evolved so much, but I think probably one of the more creative cars that really set the pace for us and kind of put us on the map, which I got a I ended up with a design award at SEMA and quite a few um, Builder of the Year and a lot of different accolades, a lot of it based on the design of this car. It was a 32 Roadster. It was my personal car, and it was it, we, we called it Respect Tradition. That was kind of the name of it, Respect Tradition 32 Roadster. It's on my website, and I think that was really uh, one of our more characteristic cars that we've built over the years. Then... There's also a, a 35 Ford um, a custom that is we call it Ruby Deluxe, and that's also on my website. And that was when it was in quite a few magazines. I think there was it was in some TV shows as well. Um, what else? And there's 
let me look at my website. Maybe that would help. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm looking at the the Packard, and I'll tell you what you know what, what the, when I first look at it, you know what it reminds me of? A very very detailed pewter model. You know how you used to buy those little pewter models? Yeah. I'm sure it's you know that's an absolutely stunning stunning looking car, Troy. That's a Thank beautiful you. car, really. Yeah, we we really think it's sexy. Um, and and we've we've taken a lot of design cues from you know uh, Delahaye and European cars and um, you know a lot of the really elegant cars of that area and tried to create our own version of a I mean we still call it a hot rod although it's a very elegant custom really um, and it almost looks like a car that would be at Pebble Beach or something like that but um, it's really its own thing there's nothing about that that's actually done in production it's not a real car. Um, it's again, we, it could be a, called a prototype or just a custom design. But the idea was really t- to build it for silhouettes and sexiness and lines. And um, we work with a, a designer. His name's Eric Black, um, E Black Design. You can look him up as well. And we work together really, really well as far as coming up with designs. Because I can, I come up with ideas, but I can't draw, and he can draw, and he's also has design ideas and proportion proportional elements that he likes to change and um so together you know we we work in conjunction with the owner of these projects of course too and we come up with these designs but again that car is literally its own thing that's incredible now just just to give us give the listeners an idea myself as well from conception to the finished product how much time five years five years wow (laughs) yeah for that one for that one yeah most cars take a year or two um, but that one's a pretty, pretty substantial project. And, you know, w- one thing that's really important about to, to know about that particular car is I, I need to update my website so I can show some build photos of that now that it's released because it was under wraps for many, for many years. Uh, um, <clears throat> that's, it's not like other builders. There's some builders that will have a body built like that and then throw it on just a, like a kit car type chassis or, or just have a basic chassis with a you know small block chevy automatic uh, under it just to build a facade of a car um our cars especially that one is every piece of every part of that car is built as its own piece of art combined for the greater good um meaning the suspension is not something you can buy or pull off of another car we designed it um uh, engineered it fabricated it from scratch and it's actually i don't think there's any other like it so um and and so on like every part of that car even something as silly as like the uh the fan shroud um there's probably two weeks in the fan shroud it's this intricate stamped design with uh hand laid uh rivets and things like that so every piece has to be a piece of art which is really fun uh, about a project like that that Especially that we're, we're, we're allowed to do it, <laughs> you know, get, that we get to do it. That's amazing. Now, go ahead and plug your website real quick so people that are listening might be able to jump on the computer real quick and oh, check it yeah, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, HollywoodHotRods.com. <laughs> HollywoodHotRods.com, that's simple. Yep, and, um, yeah, there's under projects, there's quite a few projects that, that are there that we can talk about. Uh, unfortunately, the Packard is not. You would have to, again, Google Mulholland Speedster, which sounds like you did. Mm-hmm. And it, it, there's plenty of pictures, I assume. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. If you go to Im- if you just Google the name and then go to images, it pops up beautiful shots of that car. Yep, yep. So, um, so yeah, that's that's. Let's see what else. Let's talk about more cars. Uh, on the website, there's the Ruby Deluxe, so that is there. Uh, my Respect Tradition Roadster is also there. Um, another one that I think that was pretty significant for us, which was really cool, is on the website. It's called the Black Widow. Now, the Black Widow was a little bit unique a unique project for us because it was a monogram model and it was not based off of a real car. A lot of those early models that people built, um, you know, monogram Ravel, they would base it off a real car. This one was not. So we had a customer that loved that model and built it as a kid. And I think it was late fifties, early probably early sixties when that model came out. And, uh, he said, can you build this in one-to-one, build it in real life? So we reverse engineered the plastic model into a real car. And um, there's pictures of that on the website. And that was pretty significant because a lot of people identified with that car because they built it as a kid, as a model. And 
what was really neat is the car was ended up so precise, precisely proportioned to the real model that they overlaid the real car onto the model box, and it looked like exactly the model box. I wonder if that's on there. I think that picture's probably on my website, too. So that one was a pretty, um, a pretty fun, and it got, that one got a lot of notoriety just because of, of how you know, fun and unique that project was. So That's pretty cool. I liked it. Actually, I built that model when I was a kid because they had that one, and I can't remember the other one, but there was a blue pickup truck that they did, too. That was a, Monogram had a lot of cool kits, and the, the skill level on a Monogram was a lot higher than an AMT. I can tell you that back in the day. So, um, what else we got here? Um, again, if you go on the website, there's a few others. I think probably another significant one was the a 32 Roadster called the Brooklyn Special. And that was, again, a, it's, like a, it's loosely based on a 32 Ford. It looks like a vintage 32 Ford, but we used a lot of European design elements and a lot of Bugatti pieces. And we call it Brooklyn Special because it's it's exactly what a race car at Brooklyn's Raceway, which was in Surrey, England, um, would have looked like if there was a Ford that raced it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and one of the, the other unique features, features about that one is it was a right-hand drive car, just because, obviously, Surrey, England, everything would have been right-hand drive. So that one was, a, again, a, a unique take on a American classic, and since then we've been we've been kind of building on that idea because we love traditional styled things, um, but we don't necessarily build period correct cars because I I like the creative uh, I need some creative outlet I need to be able to to just not recreate what was done in the past but create something new. So again, like the, if you look at the Brooklyn Special. Uh, it looks like a very vintage, early, traditional car, but all of the things that we combine to make that happen are all modern ideas. Um, you know, sectioning the car, moving the way it was. We move metal a lot since we do. We're so good with sheet metal. So, our uh, probably our strength is literally redesigning and moving metal to recreate or redesign the overall image of a car, rather than. We won't do crazy flames and purple and billet and things like that, like flash value. All of our work is a little bit more subtle and more elegant and classier, we like to think. So, I mean, that Brooklyn's is a stupendous car, and in the end we paint it brown. So the car has to really speak for itself. That's kind of our, how we do things. Excellent. Well, Troy, we're just about out of time here, and uh, but I tell you what, I'd love to have you come back on the show again. What I'll do is I'll send you an email. The next time you got a major event that you're kind of getting involved with, we'll have you on. You can talk a little bit about that. But in the meantime, I want to thank you very much for spending some time with us here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I want to wish you, your whole crew, and your staff, and your wife a happy Thanksgiving this weekend. In the meantime, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget to check us out every Tuesday night, 7 p.m., for the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsports. I want to thank my special guest, Troy Ladd. Be sure to check out his website, HollywoodHotRods.com. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. But there's a feller in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. It broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDTF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker. Country in your